Hi, this is Dan Steele with your Wassa Legislative Report for Monday, April 12th. As week 14 of this 2021 regular legislative session begins, we really are in crunch time, with only 13 days left until the scheduled adjournment of the session on Sunday, April 25th. Last night, the legislature's last self-imposed cutoff deadline arrived. Bills that failed to pass out of their opposite house, that is House bills out of the Senate and Senate bills out of the House, are now technically dead. A few bills that we were concerned about died last night, while a few concerning bills are continuing through the process. Following last night's cutoff, there are 156 bills in the reconciliation or concurrence process. These are the bills that have passed both houses, but with different language. Bills that were amended in the opposite house must return to the original house to be further acted upon by accepting the amendments and sending the bill straight to the governor's office, by rejecting the amendments and returning the bill back to the opposite house, or by adopting new amendments and sending the bill back to the opposite house. For more specific details about the reconciliation process, including the conference committee process, see the explanation in the Week 12 issue of WASA's legislative newsletter, This Week in Olympia. While there are some budget implementing bills that have not yet been thrown into the concurrence process, most work in the next 13 days will be to resolve differences in bills between the houses. This includes the three budget bills, the 2021-23 operating budget, the 2021-23 capital budget, and the 2021-23 transportation budget. While budget negotiations are occurring behind closed doors, we are still encouraging our members to engage with your local legislators to try and influence the process. In large part, budget writers and other budget negotiators are sealed off and hard to reach. Rank-and-file legislators, however, are still accessible, and if enough of them prod budget writers to move, we can still have influence, essentially second-hand. The major concerns remain enrollment stabilization and people transportation stabilization. Both the House and Senate budget proposals address these issues, but in very different ways. The approach and the funding is drastically different. In fact, if you want to convey one message point to your legislators, it is that the House budget needs to provide more support for K-12 education, and the House's funding level just can't be accepted. In terms of details, we need a final compromise operating budget to include three specific things. We need language to ensure that the 2019-20 enrollments will be used to address general apportionment funding for the 2021-22 school year. The same is true for education programs that are enrollment-based, such as the Learning Assistance Program, Special Education, Local Effort Assistance, and Skill Centers, among others. Bottom line, the language from the original House Bill 1476 needs to be in a final budget. This language is in the House proposal, but it's absent from the Senate proposal. Two, we need language to provide a mechanism for OSPI to calculate transportation allocations for the 2021-22 school year using 2019-20 ridership. The Senate provides about $350 million for transportation stabilization, but without this language, we won't be able to access these funds. We also continue to advocate for the passage of Senate Bill 5128, which provides flexibility to use transportation allocations for expanded services, such as delivering meals, 
instructional materials, and technology or other devices. This is one of the areas where the Senate provides significantly more than the House. Three, we want state funds to be used to backfill enrollment losses and transportation losses, which will free up federal ESSER three funds to be used as Congress intended, that is to reopen schools safely and to address student learning loss, recovery, or acceleration. Some districts won't have any ESSER funds left if they are forced to use those federal dollars to backfill a state obligation. While it's not yet public, we understand the OSPI may be working with legislators on a plan to bridge the gap between the House and Senate plans, as well as shielding ESSER three funds for districts to use as intended. Keep an eye on This Week in Olympia this Friday. We'll provide details if this plan comes to fruition. Also, continue to keep an eye on WASA's legislative newsletter to keep updated about the many concurrence bills that continue their journey through the legislative process. Finally, as this session comes to a close, WASA staff have already begun working on our annual end-of-session summary. It will include comprehensive details of the 2021-23 operating budget and the 2021-23 capital budget. Additionally, it will include a complete review of the many education-related bills that were adopted this session, as well as a review of the many more education-related bills that were introduced but failed to be adopted. When the report is complete, it will be emailed to all This Week in Olympia subscribers and also archived on WASA's website. For now, we need you to continue to engage as the window of influence continues to rapidly close. As always, thank you for listening.